Welcome to Scars to Stars, where conversations and personal stories let us know we are not alone. In this show, you will meet authors and speakers from our books and events as they share vulnerable personal stories to spread hope and inspire you through adversities in your own life. The world is a difficult place. You will find like-minded people here with kind hearts and supportive souls. I am your host, Dina Brown Mitchell. I am a suicide survivor and the founder of the Realize Foundation. I am so glad you are here. Let's dig into this meaningful conversation. everybody, it's Dina at the Realize Foundation, and I'm here today with Douglas Lines from the UK, and I'm going to let him introduce himself. Fantastic, Dina. Thank you, and it's wonderful to be, to, uh, to be with you today in London, and greetings from a very warm London. We are in the midst of a, what we would define as a heat wave. Um, for your listeners, uh, you're probably wondering, what is this accent? Um, I am actually a South African by um, birth. Um, but also half Irish, so um, quite a mixed bag. And um, but I've lived most of my life in in South Africa. Um, you know, it's, it's first of all from from my side of my my business partner Jeff Hudson Searle. We are both uh, co-founders of our business RBEM Group Limited, based in London. And it's really our pleasure to be associated and partner with you. You know, and what is an amazing um, you know. A journey in life and how you support others and I'm sure we'll get to talk about that just now but just a brief background to me personally um, I am I'm a professional bean counter I'm a chartered accountant um, and have spent a, a number of um, uh, you know, years in, in the, around the world I've educated in South Africa as well as in, in the US I was privileged to spend a year at Duke University of North Carolina um, and I also worked in Washington, D.C., funny enough, in the 90s when I was with Deloitte. So uh, I think I arrived there uh, during the blizzard of 94, and it was quite a culture shock for any um, youngster coming from Africa. We'd never seen snow before in our life. Um, but I actually loved the, you know, the U.S. I have traveled there extensively over the last 20 years. Um, yeah, um, I was a senior executive in, in a large bank, one of the big large banks in South Africa for 20 years. Um, I did some, I ran a lot of different portfolios, uh, both in the, the retail and, and, and commercial banking, as well as the corporate investment banking. I, uh, during 2019, and my kids, I'm actually a, grand, a grandfather, um, so I have a 15-year-old granddaughter, and uh, she's the apple of my eye, but I've got a new grandson who's, who's the next apple of my wife's and ours are, um, and they live in Germany. So, uh, you know, my kids live around the world, and um, during 2019, my wife and I decided to uh, to leave South Africa and to venture forward. And uh, little did we know, COVID was around the corner. So I was uh, I was based in Germany for a year and a half, uh, my wife and I, uh, and uh, and I had to learn a little bit of ropey German along the way to to get by. And subsequent to that, I relocated to the UK a couple of years ago. Um, so a global citizen, um, certainly, you know challenging times you know i moved internationally three times and uh, three different continents uh, in you know during the period before and after covid so we, we all took a tremendous uh, mental health strain i'm sure we can speak all of us have our own journeys but it was it was added back um, for my wife and i because we moved so many times as well uh, but it was an amazing journey i got to do things i never did in my life and i ended up co-authoring a, a wonderful book on on digital innovation with uh, some really great people around the world 
and we published that book globally last year. Um, clearly, being based in London and doing some amazing things with Jeff, we get to interact with a lot of um, various uh, interesting businesses, a lot of technology. And it's interesting because I think, you know, one doesn't think there's a, re there's a, there's a, um, a link between technology and mental health. And, you know, what we've seen and we can see it in the youngsters, I can see it in my 15-year-old granddaughter, the, the, how they think, the Gen Zs think around technology and how it influences their life um, and equally how it consumes our time. Maybe when we were, when we were young, uh, we, you know, we didn't have, um, we barely had faxes and I think we had telegrams in those days. Um and so, you know, it's definitely technology has put enormous pressure on all of us in terms of our accessibility, in terms of our own attention spans and things like that. So Jeff and I in our business in, in London, we're very curious around technology. Um, but equally, I think we're very uh, values-based individuals and, and both very senior executives with both of us in excess of 30 years experience. So we've been in dark corners many times in our careers. If you're having to get out of those dark corners, it is certainly not easy. Um, but it's been, I think all these, uh, these life instances give you um, wisdom. Um, and so I always, you know, compare the, the definition of intelligence versus wisdom. And I think wisdom is, is far greater, but yeah, I think, um, you know, one thing I was, a I was a, a thought leader at an event in London last year, and it was actually Jeff's book, book launch. And, um, we have a wonderful um, African proverb um, which we share in South Africa, and um, and I shared this at that thought leadership event, and it really resonated. And it's called Ubuntu, and it's spelled U B U N T U. Ubuntu is a South African proverb, an African proverb in essence, actually, which is really around um, humanity, and and we are defined by those around us. We are defined by what we give to others and how we help others around us. Um, and it's an interesting one that, you know, it's one that, um, you know, the, the late Nelson Mandela, Desmond Tutu, um, you know, all subscribed to was, you know, how do we become a better version of ourselves actually by making others a better version of themselves. And so um, part of our journey in our business here in London is really around how do we as international thought leaders and, and guest speakers at events really share our message of, how businesses intertwine and how important it is that the, the social fabric of society is, a, is an important part of that um, and what we give back. You know, for example, um, you know, when we look at our lives and we say, what is it that defines us and our purpose in our life? We, when we wrote the book on, on digital innovation, uh, there were 65 of us around the world. We all did it virtually. Um, I was blessed to be one of the main authors, of the main four authors. And, the thing that guided us and, and bonded us was not only the fact that we learned a tremendous amount from each other, but we wanted to give the world something back. And so we did. We gave the world probably the best set of innovation models and we gave it away for free. Um, and so we have a, a wonderful um, link to a good friend of mine's uh, website. And if any reviewers that can connect with me and I can give them those links. But I think that's what enriches you in life is you know, when you give to others and you uplift others, um, when you see somebody down, you know, to pick them up. And, and that's what Jeff and I subscribe to as individuals, as professionals, as as human beings. So and that's a little about me, Dina, um, in terms of uh, what makes me tick and uh, we, my life journey, my wife and I, she's my absolute soulmate. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we celebrated our 21 years of marriage uh, this week. So it was a, a wonderful milestone. 
but um, but yeah, you know, super excited about what you're doing and um, what you do for the folks around you. Well, thank you so much. It's nice to learn more about you, and um, congratulations on 21 years. Um, we're almost to 20, almost there. A few more months. <laughs> That's um, awesome. But it was funny because the way I met Jeff was we wrote in a book together in 2018, I believe, okay. um, about journeys to success. And, um, you know, Tom, Tom Cunningham had reached out to me through LinkedIn and said, you know, would you be willing to tell your story? Um, and at that time, I had my event company that was eight years old at the time, and we were doing very well. And um, we did corporate incentive travel and, and destination management work all over the state of Colorado. And we were doing we were doing well. And then um, COVID happened and it's all gone. But it's, it was a experience. I am so glad I had, it was um, an absolute joy to get to do events like that. And with the clients we worked with and, you know, we worked with a lot of big corporate names that people would recognize and we got to do events and got to be creative and got to, you know, um, work a lot of hours, but, you know, Hmm. you know, really create experiences for people that were really awesome. And so we were working on this foundation during that time towards the end, right before COVID, we were, we were basically going to create it as a, team building arm or CSR team building kind of activities around mental health. And that's how it started. And then when I closed Realized Colorado, um, I wasn't really sure what it was going to be. And so through the last three years, it has become something very different than I had a vision for, but in a, in a very good way. And so for anyone that doesn't know, listening, we publish books with people's stories called Scars to Stars. And then we also have a podcast, which you're probably listening to. <laughs> so that's what we do. And we also do some virtual events um, around different topics with mental health as well. So our mission is all about conversations, community, a personal story. And to, in order for people to know they're not alone in whatever they're going through. So I'm excited to share it with more people and get more people writing their stories and healing from things they don't even know they still need to heal from. And I think writing really, really does that. Mm, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, um, you know, one of the things I was, you know, in my corporate career, because I always link one's career to one's personal life and personal experiences and, um, one of the things that I was privileged to do was I worked with some professors from Stanford and Duke, and I built what we call a D school, design thinking school. And it really goes to the heart of human behavior and human sciences. And, you know, we do a lot of work at that with our clients here in, in, in London and Europe and across the pond. But what we do see is, you know, and it's sad to see this, is the proliferation of toxic leadership around mental health and the direct correlation Um you know, I also remember in my um, in my previous corporate career, we did a lot of advanced emotional intelligence training. And when we started to go into these deep immersion processes and the hardest characters in the boardroom were the ones who had the absolute biggest issues in life in terms of their mental health. And they just 
had this massive barrier in front of them that um, when you got through it, it was literally an all fall down situation. So, you know, I think one learns a tremendous amount around um, human sciences, empathy, um, psychology, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, and we use these skill sets in our professional world as well in terms of how we coach and mentor founders, CEOs, executive teams, um, et cetera, et cetera. But equally, I think it's important to give back to society. It's important to give back to the communities around you um, that support you. And that was probably during COVID. I think one of the greatest learnings, you know, I believe the greatest learning in life is to live in as many countries as you can. And um, when I look at, you know, a first world country like um, the, the United Kingdom versus an emerging country like South Africa, has got real challenges. You know, it was amazing to see the support structure here in the UK um, because they just financially have got more uh, as a country. Um, and that was quite heartwarming. You know, there was, there was an absolute culture of, of support and empathy and, um, and and I think that helped a lot of people, you know, in those very trying times. While in emerging countries, and it's not just South Africa, it's any emerging market in the world, it's, it's a lot more dynamic um, in terms of that. So, you know, we talk about our surroundings, and you know, I'll give an example in South Africa, crime is very high. It's not Mexico, it's one of the highest crime you know, murder rates in the world. So as a South African, you when you live there, you live in constant fear. And so we become used to it. You become indoctrinated into living this life of always wondering, you know, who's going to hijack me, who's going to uh, break into my home, et cetera, et cetera. And you don't realize the, the, the impact that has on your mental health, it's just that, that pressure. Um, so I think it's, you know, as I said, in Germany, when I lived there, I think, you know, the Germans are very different. It's a very safe country. It's very decentralized, a lot of small towns. Um, and I went from a city of 12 million in Johannesburg to a, a town of 10,000. And it was a massive culture shift, not just the language and the mindset of the Germans, but certainly, you know, the environment. And I think that to me is the richness. And having traveled quite a bit in the U.S. as well, you know, it's very different. You know, a lot of the states are very different. A lot of the big cities are different. Um, but it's, I think it's that, you know, what, what defines us in life is that the deep appreciation for humanity, deep appreciation for each other. Um, and that rang home to me recently when um, I've lost two people close to me through suicide. Um, one was, again, someone, you know, who on the face of it was very jovial, was happy, uh, was well-educated, had a good job, and they committed suicide uh, unbeknown. Um, you know, knowing the deep views of all the, the feelings that that person had. And then in the last month, we lost a, someone who was part of our family not so long ago. And um, it was a massive shock that he, uh, that he committed suicide, um, you know, in his mid-30s, whole life ahead of him, had a small child. So, you know, again, um, it brings home the importance of, you know, you, it's not like you can read something like a book and say, well, you know, this person needs help. A lot of the times folks, you know, keep it to themselves and, and things. And so it's, it's yeah, it's everything we do in life is just to um, to give others time uh, to, to help them to take that moment to have a conversation, uh, to listen carefully and, and have empathy. Um, and so, you know, that's where Jeff and I have such a unique, you know, friendship um, in that we have such an aligned value system of, of beliefs, um, as, as does my uh, own family. So yeah, it's and that's why I think for Jeff and I to be to be part of and to to be you know associated with you um, is is really important. Prior to that, we were really very supportive of anti-child trafficking, 
um, and we supported a, a wonderful um, NGO who, who did a lot of good work around the world in that. So yeah, this is important to us uh, in what we do uh, in, our, in our business here. And, and clearly, the other thing is we share the message um, to all the, those around us and that we work with, um, and it's it's really important. So life's not getting easier. I think it's getting more challenging. I think um, this whole Russian-Ukrainian um, conflict has, has put a tremendous pressure on uh, on supply chains worldwide. We've seen cost of living still, you know, your, your grocery basket's probably 50% more expensive in the last year. We've seen all these pressures come to bear, and, and it's just, you know, all the sentiment. And I think it's to, throughout these challenging times um, is to always remain, uh, keep your head above water, to keep those around you positive um, and see the opportunities. I don't think it's going to get any easier um, the operating environment around us. Um, it's just to have that um, that mindset and, and support structure. Um, you know, certainly what you guys do is, is, is really important to your community. Well, thank you. And to your point about worldwide and travel and, you know, I've traveled, I've been blessed in the travel department as well. And I've moved a lot. So I've lived in a lot of different places too. Um, but I think part of, part of what I'm so excited about is that the events we do are virtual. So anybody mm-hmm. in the world can join and our books have made it to many countries because we get royalties. I think the furthest is Japan and Australia mm-hmm. that we've gotten royalties from. So I know our books are reaching people. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously we want to reach more people and we want to be able to um, give people that message everywhere and where we have been working on how we could have a a process where we can share it more with homeless shelters and jails mm-hmm. and libraries and we have done some of that um but i would like to figure out how to do it on a bigger scale so that's something where we're trying to figure out um and i think the podcast is huge we just launched it last month and it's going to reach a total di- totally different audience than we've been reaching, um, you know, with with social media in general. So I'm excited about what what's to come. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, it was interesting. Jeff and I were in a conversation this morning with the CEO of a, a really successful innovation business here in London. And he was sharing with us, um, you know, his philosophy on innovation. And one of the things he was doing was um, – you know, appropriate uh, toilets for for women in refugee camps around the world, and he has access to an enormous innovation database of people who give up their time freely. And he's, you know, he's busy solving it. He's busy saying, "How do we, you know, through as innovators?" And and so I think it's these, as you rightfully said, with you know, there's positive things to technology too, um, and it's to embrace the positive aspect of technology with reach and. There are there is one example of an innovation business that you know gives freely through its members and innovators around the world on how to solve problems um, with some of the brightest people you know and, and, and as an innovator. So I think the virtual world has got its challenges, and I always lecture to my granddaughter because of her age and you know reliance on her phone is to always embrace the positive aspects of of technology and not the negative aspects because mm-hmm. it's it's always a balancing especially with the youngsters these days um, and the influences that they have but it is great you know technology in terms of your reach of your message uh, and your support worldwide um, 
it's never been a better time to use technology for that. I'm really excited about what's to come. Um, you know, pre-pandemic, I had done in-person events for 30 years almost and, and not, I didn't even know what Zoom was then. And so in 2020, I, I joined a group for a year about virtual events. Um, and they are a company that does some of the biggest virtual events in the world. And so I learned a lot and I met a lot of people through that that were in the coaching world and speaking world, mm-hmm. which was was not something I'd ever really delved into. And so a lot has changed for me in three years about my approach and, and what I'm doing. And I feel like it's my purpose now. Yeah, and, and, and that's amazing. I think, you know, when you have that clarity of purpose in your mind, um, it becomes unstoppable and as I said, I think using the aspects of technology positively is is, is phenomenal. You know, Jeff and I see you know, technology businesses every week. It is absolutely phenomenal the technology that's coming. We can't even keep pace with it. We experts in it. Yeah. So, um, you know, to use it positively to get to reach out there and get that message out there uh, mm-hmm. is immensely powerful. And you know, there's a lot of people who are looking for purpose who don't necessarily are looking for a job, but looking for purpose and. And, um, you know, you, you, when you start to create folks who evangelize um, what you stand for and that purpose, you become, it becomes even, you know, uh, and more compelling because you've got a, a you know, that following that, that supports you. So it's not just you alone, it's that following um, around the world. So as I said, technology is, is amazing used in the right way. Um, and certainly your business and, and uh, what you do um, for, for the communities can reach anywhere in the world. Yeah. Um, I also got involved with um, an app that mm-hmm. is, it's called, um, it's a company called Actionera that built the app. Um, but I'm involved with somebody who has a different business that uses the app and it's called GPS to life success. And it's really there's a lot of coaches in there with different personal development things. So people Mm -hmm. can download this app for free and you can see some of the content for free, or then you can pay a subscription to see more, but we have the realized foundation on there. Um, And so people can, we do monthly zoom calls too. So we're just there if people want to join and ask questions or have a conversation. So it's just another outlet but it's a really good um, tool for people who are trying to make intentional change in their life or they're trying to, um, you know, just be better, whether it's, you know, being more mindful or losing weight or getting in shape or it's all, all of that in one. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of a really cool um, app that you can have on your phone and people. Yeah, there's a wonderful um, set of studies that have been done around longevity and life. Um, and I know Harvard did a very, uh, probably one of the longest business cases so over a number of decades around uh, longevity and life. And what was interesting out of their finding was um, clearly, you know, we've always heard about the Mediterranean diet and um, those that live uh, on the coast. And um, But it's, it's really around social interaction. We as human beings need social interaction around us. And um, 
and that's one of the, the biggest things in life. And, you know, I always say to my family that the most important thing in life is just to surround yourself with people that love you and care about you. When you have that, you have that, uh, you know, that structure around you and it, it does make a difference. And I think, you know, what we found, especially here during COVID, we, for example, elderly people who were living by themselves had no one to meet or talk to. You know, they were they were really suffering with significant mental health, as was people of all ages. Um, and just the ability, and people would, you know, um, go to their doorstep and, and talk to them from their doorstep. And it's these small differences that, uh, you know, as human beings, we can all make. And I think, you know, this the busyness of life, and this is the other side of technologies, the busyness of life is we sometimes forget the importance of, that we're all human beings and that, Sometimes you know, instead of looking at your Apple phone and WhatsApping somebody, you know, maybe just pause and have a proper conversation with them. Um, makes all that difference in that person's life. So it's the mindfulness of just appreciating, you know, that we are defined by those around us. And, and that's why I come back to this African proverb of Ubuntu. I believe Tom Cruise actually mentioned it recently because he was in South Africa and uh, he got to understand what Ubuntu stood for and then he was at a presentation and I, I think it was and I said to Jeff you know there we go I, I was right Tom Cruise also says it's it's I mean powerful but it is you know it is a powerful proverb um that uh, in Africa we we live by so yeah I think um from our side we're certainly excited about our association together with you Adina and um Jeff and I will do whatever we can to support you globally with our networks with our reach uh, with our partners, our strategic partners um, around the world uh, to get the message out there um, as much as we can. So it's a journey we're looking forward to. And thank you for the opportunity. Well, I really appreciate it. I really appreciate, um, you know, when I had my former business, I gave back to other people and I never thought I would be on the other side of that. <laughs> but it's um, it's rewarding in a different way. And I think that it's it's also been a place where people who are struggling with whatever it is, um, maybe they don't have people in their life that are supportive or even know what's going on, or they don't have anybody that will just listen and support them. And I think some people find that in our community where they don't have it in their life otherwise. And so that's why our hope course on our website, the P is protect your mind. And it talks about who are the people that are closest in your life and are they supporting you or are they doing the opposite and how can you evaluate that and maybe make some changes so you do have the support you need. And, you know, otherwise our community is always there. Um, We have had people in our books that, you know, had family that weren't happy. They were writing what they were writing. And, you know, we've, they've been leaning on our community a lot more when they're in those situations, because you want to publish something and there's somebody that you care about in your life that doesn't want you to. And so, you know, dealing with that sometimes is, is hard or, um, you know, we've had a couple people write about human trafficking and sex trafficking And one of them in the first book, she, Vanessa, she grew up in a family in California that was involved in all of that. And Mm -hmm. so she was abused most of her life until she left home. And she helps women now heal from stuff like that. And so it's, 
crazy to me that the tough things that people can go through and then come out on the other side and be such a healing presence for others. So Absolutely. And it's enormously, hum- it's enormously humbling um, as well. And, uh, you know, I had harrowing stories when I was in South Africa. Um, one of them, you know, being an executive of a bank and clearly money laundering is a big thing because organized crime is is connected and, and we stumbled on the biggest child trafficking ring in Africa in uh, downtown Johannesburg and, and it was heartbreaking. You know, the good thing is the Chinese triad, uh, you know, investigators were there, they supported us, they closed it down. But, you know, when you think about organized crime and all the tentacles it brings to the world, it's it's terrible. And um, and so you fight for that, you know, you fight for what's right. And uh, to make it, you can make a difference in just some small way. Um, it's worth it, you know, um, but it's, it's a, it's a never ending journey. And the more we can support each other, the more we can have the support structures, um, and the programs like you running in, in your organization, uh, you know, it, it's enormously rewarding to, uh, to give back to society. So I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it, there's, there's so many people in the world doing good work and there's so many, um, there, there's so much bad in the world that most people don't even understand. Um, yep. And I've learned more and more about in the last few years because it's, um, you know, we, we have somebody writing in this next book that was trafficked. And I think he is still trying to put his memory together about a lot of things. And so it's it's good to be able to help someone process that and heal from it through writing and the way we we have our we have about a 12-week process to write your story in our book and we do have someone who helps with editing and publishing and we have people that guide you along the way and we have weekly calls and you know there's been times when I've gotten on a call with people one-to-one because they're having a you know a certain situation that they need help with so it is a very supportive process. And like when I wrote in books before, I never had an experience like that where I even met the other authors that were involved. And so I think it's a it's a great experience. And the people who've been through it have have said that as well. Oh. Uh, absolutely. And um, I know that you do that process twice a year, the 12 week, um, you know, process I said May and September if I'm not mistaken yes um, so but we, it's, a, it's a it's a great initiative in terms of you know as it helping okay. those folks um, and I look forward to to being part of those uh, those journeys yeah. yeah it's very exciting I, I'll leave you with one very probably one of the most fascinating stories of all my travels um my uh, my granddaughter went to a special learning school in, in Johannesburg in South Africa and um and I got to get involved um, with the the headmaster um, and the teachers and my wife and I and my daughter just, you know, supporting my granddaughter. And he told me a wonderful story of a young girl who was in a car accident and she, um, she was badly brain damaged um, and her chances of um, really having, and we're talking probably, you know, 10 years old and her chances of survival uh, and having a normal life was, was nil. And what was interesting was her father never gave up on her. He believed in her. And every day he would go see the teacher 
and say, what did she forget? Because she couldn't remember things. Her short-term memory was, was non-existent. Um, and every day he'd go home and reaffirm what she missed that day. And over a period of her schooling career, he helped to rebuild her neural pathways in her brain. And she became a qualified teacher herself. And when I listened to that story of just the commitment and the love of a, of a parent in that particular case, and the pure dedication, and you know, no matter how tough it was, you know, I think we can all you know, learn from stories like that in terms of, you know, overcoming challenging things in our life. And that was one that really, you know, um, really caught me because I just think it's it's such an amazing story and the power of the human brain that we've never experienced and never realised is there was really demonstrated. So, yeah, you know, I think uh, the more we can, as I said, help others in, in their journeys in life um, in whichever way we can, mm-hmm. sometimes it's in a small way, uh, is meaningful. And uh, and I always believe that if you can make someone a better version of themselves, then you become the best version of yourself uh, as a professional, as a, as a husband, as a grandfather, as a person of the community. It goes in all those aspects. Um, so, Tadina, from my side, um, as I said, on behalf of Jeff and I, we, we're enormously proud to be associated with you and the work that you do. And you call upon us in terms of our strategic partners here in, in London. And um, and we look forward to walking the path together. Well, thank you so much. That was a beautiful story. And we do have a lot to learn about our brains. Um, sure. They are very powerful. But I really appreciate your support. and And it was nice to meet you. And we'll Fantastic. have to talk again. Fantastic. And and uh, and to the viewers out there, just uh, listeners in, just you know, just do every day, single day, make a small difference in anybody's life. Just that one degree difference, it can make a real difference in years to come. So thank you, Dina, and have a wonderful, wonderful day. You too. I'm so happy you joined us for this conversation. My wish is that you found comfort and hope in your own unique situation. If you resonated with our message, please head over to therealizedfoundation.org where you can apply to write your own story in one of our books. You can also download our 60 Ideas for Self-Care on the resources page. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, you are not alone, you are worthy, and you are enough.